0: Coming up on the Write Something Worthy podcast.
1: Your universe is irreverent and snarky um, and also has a lot of heart, but it's got a very kind of like tongue-in-cheek personality to it. Welcome to the Worthy Writer edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. Each month, we bring you an informative interview that helps you to live your best life as an authorpreneur. And now, your host, Tanya Brockett.
0: Welcome, worthy writers. Today, I want to introduce you to Alyssa Berthium. Alyssa is the mompreneur, the author, the ghostwriter, and the writing guide with a superpower for hearing between the lines and capturing the voice of her clients. She's the lady boss owner of The Right Place, Right Time, her virtual boutique of book coaching and ghostwriting services for brilliant Brave and badass folks ready to change the world with their stories. She's also the author of Dear Universe, I Get It Now, Letters on the Art and Journey of Being Brave and Being Me. If you catch Alyssa away from the keyboard, she's probably... Drinking some maple lattes and watching The Princess Bride for the thousandth time, solving the latest Hunter Killer case, and having fun with her partner and her son. So please welcome today to the Write Something Worthy podcast, Alyssa Berthiume. Welcome, Alyssa, to the Write Something Worthy podcast.
1: Hello, and thank you for having me.
0: I am so glad to have you here today. It has been wonderful to get you know get to know you recently. Uh, when you participated in the prolific Writers Cafe in October on memoir, that was such a fabulous session and I really ap- appreciated so much your involvement with that.
1: Oh, that was so much fun. I could have done that all day. So thank you so much for inviting know, me. it was great.
0: It was great. It was so great. And you know, it's really exciting when I can speak with somebody who is not only an author, but also helps other authors as well. So the fact that you have a memoir and were able to also help other authors who want to write memoir was just a wonderful combination. So I'd like to talk more about that today and talk about your memoir. Your book called Dear Universe, I get it now. Letters on the Art and Journey of Being Brave and Being Me. Tell me about that. Tell me about the title, first of all. How did that come to you? And uh, what does it mean to you?
1: Oh, my gosh. So I love the, the story behind this, uh, this book of mine. Um, I woke up with two words, uh, Dear Universe, and the picture of a black-and-white composition notebook um, in the early morning hours in a dream. They came to me in a dream. And I had been marinating for a couple of weeks on the idea of writing this first book. Um, And I didn't know what I wanted to write on. I just knew that I wanted to write a book for my business, uh, for one, so that I could kind of show what I was capable of, uh, as well as go through the entire process. Because even though I've got a master's of fine arts, creative writing, you know, I had never gone through the publication uh, stage myself, you know, with a whole book. And so it was kind of like one part, like marketing activity for my business, one part kind of, you know, getting experience so I would have it. And then the other part of it was just, I've always wanted to write a book and I've had this dream since I was five. And so I was just like, finally going to do it. But despite the fact that I knew those things, um, I just didn't know what this first book was going to be. You know, I didn't want to do uh, my, I didn't want to redo my thesis for my master's program. I, I wasn't ready to retackle that, and I wanted it to be something that was exciting to me, that felt manageable, that felt fresh. And um, so, two weeks after conceiving of the idea that I wanted to write this book and why, um, dear universe, and then the black and white composition notebook cover kind of came to me in a dream. Um, And then that was it. I was like, well, I don't know what that's supposed to be about. Um, (laughs) It feels like a sign, but I don't know what it means yet. And another couple of weeks after that, I went to a networking event. There was a keynote speaker and she said something in her keynote address to the effect of the universe doesn't do it to you. It does it for you. And in that moment, it was like a lightning strikes kind of moment. I realized that my memoir was going to be a book of letters to the universe on things that I have learned along the way. And yet, even though I had more clarity, I still didn't know well, what what are those lessons and how do they all tie together to, like, make a book. Um, so flash forward again another several weeks, and I went through this um kind of mind-dumping exercise that I now call Drain the Well. And what I realized in putting all of these ideas on to post-it notes about, you know, life's kind of messiest moments and and critical experiences and the memories that often resurface when I'm meeting new people for the first time and I tell the same stories over and over again, uh, what was kind of a thread through a lot of them was the idea of being brave to step into who I believe I've always meant to be and, um, and live an authentic life. And so I was like, I think that's it. I think that this is what this book wants to be about. Um, letters on these lessons that I've learned about living more authentically and more bravely. Um, and pretty much any, any post-it note that didn't match that theme I got rid of. Um, and the subtitle was the thing that, like, I had to keep workshopping over and over and over again. Dear Universe, I Get It Now was pretty much set in stone from the beginning, uh, but the subtitle took a lot of massaging.
0: Why did you feel you needed the subtitle? This is a good thing, I think, for a lot of authors to hear about when it comes to their title versus the subtitle.
1: I think with the, with, if I had just said Dear Universe, I Get It Now, it could have been about anything. In, in a lot of ways, um, or it could have been mistaken for another book on like law of attraction or hundred percent, a hundred percent spirituality, or um, you know, it, it would have been vague enough that people might have been curious to go and read the, read the marketing copy on what it was about, but it also might've been vague enough that people wouldn't be interested because they assumed it was something that it wasn't. I was really looking for the subtitle to clarify what, the book was, and to give more context for the I get it now piece. The Dear Universe is almost like a is like my little gag, <laughs> if you will, um, because the book is a book of letters, and each letter starts with Dear Universe or some other name for the universe. Like, you know, one chapter opens with, I think, like, Dear All-Knowing Being. Other times I say Dear Dr. You, Another chapter chapter opens with uh, "Oh universe, <laughs> you complicated one." Um, so, the Dear Universe is really an homage to the fact that it's epistolary; it's a it's a book of letters, and they're directly written to this this all-knowing source. Um, but the subtitle is really to clarify what
0: the book is about. That's very good, and that typically is the intention and the purpose of a subtitle is to make it more clear. A lot of people like the idea of having something obscure, but what they, or cutesy, or what what they fail to recognize is that if it doesn't make a reader pick up the book, it doesn't matter how cute it is. Or if they can't see themselves uh, understanding or getting intrigued by that title, then they're not likely to pick up that book. So I think it was very important for you to express why you came up with your subtitle. So thank you for that. The other thing I want to tap into is the whole notion because you're writing a memoir, it's not just a, a collection of activities you went through in your lifetime, right? Um, but it right. is a collection in, in this case of uh, letters and stories that have a common theme. So tell me about that theme. Tell me how, I mean, you, you shared how um, coming out and being brave and authentic and being you uh, came through for you, but I really appreciated how you said, if it didn't fit, I tossed it out. That is so important.
1: Yeah, it is. It is important. You know, um, I think one of the things that we covered in that Prolific Writers uh, Cafe was the idea that memoir is not throwing the whole kitchen sink uh, at your book. And more recently, I've been saying that it's not an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. your, okay. your memoir is not meant to be like, you know, piling on your plate with every single dish that's on the table, even if you don't like it or you have an allergy or you know that like eating all of it's going to make you sick. Um, you know it's it's curating, it's curating the experiences that tell tell the larger story. And for this book, the larger story was kind of this path to essentially become a writer. That felt authentic to me. That was the thing that I felt called to do really early on in life, like five years old early on in life. But the the path to get there, to become the person who started her own business, to become the person who ended up writing copy and content for others and eventually became a book coach and ghostwriter. The journey between those two poles, you know, five years old and then 30-something, was was very jagged in between. Um, It was windy and twisty, as journeys often are. Uh, So I really was like, all right, I need to connect these dots right? This is the transformation that the character version of myself goes on between five and 30 something. Um, to go from knowing I should be a writer to becoming the writer. What are the big things in between that connect these dots that have to do with becoming brave enough to follow my path? And there are, are some stories in here that people might might read and say, well, how does that connect with the, with the path to become a writer? Well, it's about becoming more of who I was always meant to be, which in turn impacts becoming the writer and the entrepreneur and the person who goes out and says, you know what, I'm going to do this thing even if it's going against the grain. Um, so anything that I felt fell outside of those parameters, yeah, it didn't It didn't get selected to be in this particular book.
0: You know, one of the other things that um, connects – your story, quite frankly, is everything that you have experienced has brought you where you are today. So when we think about how important certain aspects of our lives have been, certain events that have occurred and so forth, they allow us to have learned or experienced something that brings us into this moment and that we can then use In this moment so even if there was an experience that wasn't directly tied to writing you know in this example it positions you for being who you are and for helping others to become who they need to be so I always consider that as part of the journey and I'm always telling my listeners not to hog their journey there are things in their journey that happened that were not just for them some of their experiences were to position them to be where they are now so that they can help others to address their needs or their issues or their learning or provide their solution. So, yeah, your authenticity. More. Yeah, that really helps others to become more authentic in their own writing. As you went through your publishing experience, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so you, you come up with the the title, the cover, the concept, the theme, you start laying down your words on the page. What was the publishing process like for you? Did you independently publish or did you go through a self-publisher or how did that work for you?
1: It's, it was somewhere between self and indie. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is, so there's this small independent press called Onion River Press that um, is actually affiliated with like a small franchise independent bookstore here in Vermont. And um, so the Onion River Press publishes authors from Vermont predominantly uh, across a variety of genres. And I had met uh, the publishing manager at a writing event a couple years prior. I liked her. We connected. I felt like there was good energy there. And it was really important for me to work with somebody that I knew I was going to trust and feel really aligned with um, when it came to producing um, producing this book. So she came to mind immediately, and the fact that she was local was helpful because at that time I really wanted an in person kind of connection to go and meet with her to see her face to face. I would I would do it differently now, not because my experience was bad or anything, but you know there were certain kinds of like comforts and handholding that I wanted during my first time through. That working with a local press kind of provided for me so they were an independent press uh, but I say that it was kind of also self-publishing only because they only did certain pieces of the uh, like the publishing journey so they got my account set up with Ingram Um, they took care of metadata you know they made sure that the information that Ingram had was going to be good for the catalog that Ingram sends around right Um, they Made sure that uh, the files that were created matched the formatting for, you know, paperback and EPUB. Um, so there were a number of kind of like, uh, kind of, I would say, boring, <laughs> um, but necessary publishing tasks they took care of. But what they don't have on hand um, is like an in-house person for cover design or editing. Tons of people that they could recommend and refer, but. Um, all of those other individuals that are really important to producing a professional book, I basically went and found myself and contracted with them myself. And so that's the piece to me that feels more like self-publishing. I did a lot of footwork to figure out who I was going to use for my cover designer, my line editor, my interior layout person, um, any of my marketing. There was a lot of things that I kind of like boosted to the ground, went and figured out, went and worked with, um, and while I wasn't the one necessarily doing all the pieces, it was on me to make sure that the pieces were getting done, like I was my own project manager, if you will. So, it was this kind of in-between, uh, in-between indie and and self is the way that I like to describe it.
0: I totally understand about the whole um, picking up the pieces and doing the project management part, because... When I work with my clients, I am not a publisher, and I don't intend to be, but I can take my clients from idea to Amazon bestseller once, like I'm going to do tomorrow with one of my clients. So I help them to do that project management piece if they so desire, because we, you know, at my company, Halogen Inc., we do the, uh, manuscript evaluations. We do the editorial. We do the we we do the cover design and the and the interior design, and help them to get to that final stage. So we do it all uh, with our our team, and it keeps our authors from having to run all over the place and figure it all out, and then come back for some aspects of something later. And it didn't start that way. You know, it started that I was just an editor. Yes, that is an incorrect word. I was an awesome editor that every author needs, and we know this. Every author, <laughs> every good writer needs an editor. But yeah, absolutely. That was the extent of my services at the time, in the very beginning when I began almost 20 years ago. It's it expanded as my client's desires and needs expanded. They're like, well, could you like? take care of this for me? And could you help me with this also? And it just grew and grew and grew as time went on, right? So I understand having to pull all those pieces together and how challenging that can be for a new author, right? When you're, you you think that the biggest part of getting a book done is writing it, right? You think, ah, all right, the book is written now, let's, you know, make this thing go. And you're all excited, but Then you have to edit. Then you have to design. Then you got to get the cover. Then you have to do all these things. I'm (laughs) like, oh, my gosh. This is so much. Oh, and i got to market it, too? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, oh, sorry, folks, but the writing is actually just the beginning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. It sure is. And some people think that's the hardest part, and it's not always. I guess it just depends on where your strengths are. But Having the support is helpful, but at least, you know, your uh, company did have a resource to share with you for you to coordinate coordinate those things and get those things done. It's just, it is helpful when you can just have somebody say, okay, here's the next step. Here it is, here it is, here it is, and they can help manage that for you. So then all you have to do is just, well, one, keep your wallet open, but two, you have to be ready to work through those next steps. One of the things that I often share with my clients is, you know, from the coaching perspective, is, you know, here's the path. I want to illuminate that path for them so that they know where they have to go and then help them to be able to take it, but also plan for it. And they can be doing certain things while their manuscript is in editing, they can be doing something else while their cover is being designed, they can be doing something else while the interior is being designed. So now that you know that, you'll be able to coordinate that much better uh, going into your next book. And do you have an another book in mind already for what your next personal writing journey is going to be?
1: Yeah, so right now I'm actually working on a book with a colleague. Uh, we're co-writing it, and that is actually really a book that's based on um, helping authors jump on the journey in in the way that we believe is the best way to set them up for success. So she's actually an independent publisher, not the one I used, but a separate independent publisher I've met along the way. Um, I'm a book coach and ghostwriter, and so we are kind of blending our talent, skills, perspectives, and forces into one book um, to guide the reader who wants to become an author um, to kind of get themselves set up the right way so that they can have a lot of success along the journey. So that's actually kind of the next one coming up um, and we're hoping to have that out in August of 2023. I would give you the title but we're still workshopping it. Um, so that's the next one uh, in terms of the order of things but in terms of my next memoir um, that is actually going to be focused on a very special relationship that I had with a woman who's actually featured in your Universe but kind of as a um, you know smaller character and it's going to be kind of our last week together before she passes, um, and a reflection on our relationship, but also on our relationship with death. Wow. It's going to be very different than Dear Universe. Dear Universe is irreverent and snarky um, and also has a lot of heart, but it's got a very kind of like tongue-in-cheek... personality to it, and I can see this next one being a little bit more, you know, Tuesdays with Maury, Year of Magical Thinking, um, a little more kind of somber, I would say.
0: As death sometimes is. Um, Yes, exactly. Now, when you do that memoir, will you independently publish it yourself or look to new indie relationships that you've acquired since the first time around?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm definitely thinking of a different route for this next time. I'd kind of actually like to publish in each of the different models so that I can Mm. personally compare and contrast. So I've kind of done the indie self thing and the the nonfiction book that I'm co-writing will be through That Woman's Press, so that'll be an indie published. But I think that the, that the memoir, the next memoir, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of think it would be pretty cool to be published with She Writes Press, which is hybrid. And they're pretty reputable uh, and really focused on women's voices. So that's kind of a bucket list item. Um, and I don't know, eventually, like, I would like to try traditional, but I don't think that's in the cards just yet. Um, I'm still boosting that platform. You know, traditional publishers really want a a big following. Um, Memoirs are hard sell. And uh, so I just don't know that I'm quite there yet from a career, you know, from a career standpoint. But um, I think there's definitely a market for this next memoir. And I think I'm going to
0: cast my eyes on hybrid. You are uh, correct about the whole traditional market and it is much more challenging to attract a, a a traditional publisher you know they often want you know 10,000 engaged followers or engaged open rate on your you know email list they want you to have all this connection and so forth and that's challenging for a lot of people who well, geez, I, you know, I have 7,000, uh, I have right? five, and they're like, well, that's not enough. And you think it's a lot, right? Because you're already managing a lot of interactions with people, but uh, traditional publishers want a lot more, because so they want to try to get that home run, because if they're going to pay any royalties, then they've got to actually get a return on that investment to make that so. And they have to know that they're going to be able to sell five to 10,000 well, 10,000 more copies of your book. So, the hybrid publishers, you know, typically 5,000 is a, is great, you know, for the number of uh, books sold. But for a traditional, they want to go a lot higher. So, that does make it a little bit harder. I hope that you have a great experience when that happens. And um, thank you. That, You know, each time you go through the publishing process, it's going to get easier and easier because you're going to learn things from the last time that were great. You know, I often have uh, authors come back to me who are ready for the next run. Right. And so they come back and they say, "Okay, I've got this done already, Tanya. So you don't have to worry about that part or you don't have to hold my hand through this because I got it. And so I teach a lot through the writing process so that they learn a lot so that they can either run off and do it on their own next time or they can come back prepared because they know what the experience is going to be like. So yeah. you'll I have mean, that. Anything,
1: anytime, right? Anytime we do anything for the first time, it's like this huge learning curve, but then it's better the next time and the next time and the next time. I mean, it's no Absolutely. different than like the actual writing part, right? Like you get better writing by writing, you know? You get
0: better at publishing by publishing. Exactly right. Exactly right. Easier every time. And, you know, the more you do it, you know, some people say, well, geez, how did your author get to have 80 books on the market? It's like one book at a time. (laughs) You do it once, you do it again, you do it again, and you just keep going. So... Um, Exactly. And I definitely got hooked after
1: doing it the first time. I just was like, this is amazing. Like, I know it was a lot of work. And it was like, you know, however many months in the making, but damn, when that, when that book came, you know, the proofs came in the in the box for the first time, I was like, I will never forget this feeling. I will always chase this feeling because this is the coolest feeling I've ever experienced.
0: Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, it is wonderful, and you know, I even am tickled whenever my authors send me their, you know, signed first edition of their book that we've worked on together. It is such a joy for me. So I can only imagine, right, what their what they're feeling when yeah. they see their book for the first time. But yeah, that is cool. And I felt that, that way with cool. with my with my first book. It was so long ago, but I still remember. Um, I still remember how exciting that was and how cool it was to actually get in your hand, you know, for That's the first time. So that, that is a pretty cool place to be. Now, you have the benefit, not only of being a, a memoirist and, and writing your own book, but you help others through the process. Can you tell me a little more about how you got into helping others to write?
1: So the same year that I was working on the draft of Dear Universe, a client that I had that I was doing uh, monthly kind of ghostwriting business content for said to me, you know, I've got it on my list for this year to write and publish my very first book for my business. Will you write it for me? (laughs) And I was like, hell yes. (laughs) I was so excited to um, have that opportunity and i already knew her well i knew her business well um i knew her voice i mean i I was already writing the content for her so it, it was like an easy win it was an easy way to experience and experiment with ghostwriting an entire book for somebody else and i was already steeped in like you know big writing and publishing because i was working on my own book so so i said yes and i jumped into it and uh I loved it. Maybe not necessarily managing a whole publishing team because I was already managing all of my publishing stuff. And that felt like a lot as one person, but I loved ghostwriting for her and owning that process and the words on the page and getting it where she wanted it. So I knew I was going to head in that direction more. And oddly enough, at the end of that same year, so my book has just barely been published. It's about to launch um, into the world. Her book is coming out two months later. Uh, somebody came to me and said, um, she, we were introduced by Mutual Connection, and she said, so I'm told that, like, you know, you're a writer and you want to get into book coaching and I have a story and I want to write a memoir, you know, can we, can we talk? And so I got on this call with, with this woman and I said, hey, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't have a specific uh, coaching process outside of, like, walking you through the same steps that I've used but if like, we feel like this is a good match and, and you're good with that, then let's do it. And um, it was a great match. And so we started working together in January of 2021. And her book came out this October of 2022. Um, we worked together that entire time from soups to nuts. Um, and it was a beautiful partnership. It was a beautiful uh, journey. Her book is gorgeous. I was as thrilled to receive her book as I was to receive my own um, and mm-hmm. and in, during that whole time, during that whole process of, of working with her and ghostwriting with other clients, other ghostwriting projects have come, other coaching opportunities have come, and I completely pivoted my business in 2021 to just be solely ghostwriting and book coaching.
0: Wonderful. Well, that's good, because uh, we are needed out there, because there are many sure are. stories to tell. <laughs> And lots of stories are in the hearts and minds of others that we need to help them to bring out. So what do you think is, um, what do you think about business in the coming year for you? I mean, you're focusing on ghosting and coaching. Well, what of our listeners would come running to your door because they check off the right boxes. What kind of client would you like to work with? Who is ideal for you?
1: So I would say that, um, so number one, I aim to work with people who are not so focused on um, quantity of sales and bestseller status. And that's not to say that those things aren't great, but I'm really wanting to work with the people who know that they want to write a book no matter what, regardless of recognition, accolades, sales, They've got a story that they believe needs to be told, they want to tell it, they know it will impact someone, um, and they want it to be done right. You know, Quality over quantity is definitely one of my qualifiers. Um, my clients are also motivated. You know, They want to learn, they want to be active participants, and that's regardless if they're writing the book or they're using me as a ghost to write it for them. Um, they have got to be motivated and collaborative in the process knowing that the book is not going to write itself and that I can't do anything through osmosis. Um, they, have to, they have to be communicative. They have to tell me what they're envisioning, what they want. They have to answer my questions and share their stories, um, which means that they also have to be willing to be vulnerable. Uh, you know, Memoir is about the hard stuff, and uh, we can't get the hard stuff onto the page without being open and honest with the details and the what happened when, and who said what. Um, so those are some identifiers. Uh, you know, another thing that I'm really aiming to do is help those people who feel that they have been silenced or marginalized speak. And I'll let people determine what that means for them. It could mean being in a particular identifying category, you know, of race or orientation, but it could also mean that perhaps they've had an experience. That makes them feel uh, marginalized or silenced. Like miscarriage, for instance, you know, um, people experience this a lot, but we don't often talk about it openly. Uh, human trafficking, like maybe somebody's had an experience of that, and again, we don't talk about it enough. So, um, silence or marginalized in a way that the that the client or the author uh, would express or identify. I'm not going to qualify that for them. Um, But I feel like we've got a handful of voices that we hear a lot in the world. And there are so many more voices (laughs) to hear from that deserve the same time and attention. And I really do believe that when we get those stories out there, we heal a part of the world. Right. Like if if we can all see each other's human experience and realize that we are all human in this kind of messy and complicated uh, earthly existence, I feel like we can connect on a different level. I feel like we can see each other on a different level and therefore our communities can change. And if our communities can change, the world can change. Um, So I'm looking for people who who believe that as well and are wanting to be a part of that.
0: So you heard our people. Uh, Identify yourselves and (laughs) step up there if you have a book on your heart that needs to come out. Because I agree with you. Uh, There are so many stories that have yet to be told, that need to be told. And there's so many authors or potential or emerging authors who say, oh, well, you know, nobody really cares what I went through or how is what I had to deal with going to help anybody else or, you know. And the reality is your story can help somebody else through it. As I always say, don't hog your journey. It's not just for you. There could be something that you have experienced that somebody else can benefit from. So it is to their advantage to seek coaches, ghostwriters, editors, colleagues in the publishing industry who can help you to get that book out. So I definitely encourage that. Wonderful. Well, thank you for for sharing about that. And speaking of sharing, you have a resource that we're going to put a link to on uh, our show notes. And it's a book planning scorecard. Uh, We're going to make that available at writesomethingworthy.com forward slash scorecard. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what it's designed to do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the scorecard is really for people who are thinking about uh, writing a book, but they don't know what they don't know. <laughs> um, because this happens a lot, right? We're like, oh, I'm going to write a book. And we, we, we think that writing a book starts and stops with just the writing piece. Um, and we don't think about, well, maybe I, there's some planning that needs to go into this. Maybe I should have a vision. Maybe I should be thinking about publishing. Um, so basically, the scorecard is a handful of questions with a rating system um, to people, for people to self-assess, like, well, have I thought about that when it comes to really considering writing a book? And then you tally up your score, and there's some suggestions based on your score, what you do next. Um, so it's a really great assessment uh, to kind of be like, how much do I already know and have thought of, and how much do I need to spend some more time either gathering resources or more information or really considering if this is right for me. Um, so this is absolutely for those people who are not familiar with the publishing space, kind of have book on their bucket list, but like don't really know anything about it. It's a great tool to kind of get a sense of, you know, where are they, where, what's their baseline? Where are they starting from?
0: And, you know, I have to tell you that when I visit your website, I absolutely love it. It is really fabulous. Can you tell everybody what your web address is for your website?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you want to go to the right place, And the first right is W R I T E. And the second right is R I G H T.
0: Right place, right time. Was that right? That's right. Wonderful. It's a wonderful site. It really is. And it's just full of personality and full of positive energy. And I just, I just love the way you present information there it is really terrific Thank you so is there something that I should have asked you today that you'd really like to share about
1: uh, I think the only thing that I would I would say or I would end in saying is that uh, we only get to live once there's only one of us to live this experience so be you be brave and put your whole self out there because you only get this one chance to give it all you got.
0: And, you know, as I think about it, I occasionally ask authors what they believe it takes to write something worthy, being the namesake of the show. But that answer perfectly (laughs) addresses it, unless you would have more to say. Be brave. Oh, my God! Be you. and And you will more than likely write something worthy, right? I mean, when you come from an authentic place, and you're willing to share and be vulnerable, so others can receive a positive message and actually do something with that message. You almost can't help but write something worthy, but make sure that it still looks great when you're when you're done with the publishing process. So make sure you have good publishing partners with you to get it done and get it out there in the world.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, listen, Absolutely. I'm,
1: you bring your whole heart. Yep.
0: Yeah, bring it and and your book i have to say dear universe does that very very well it was it quite touching and funny and you know all the different emotions wrapped up in that so i think you really presented that very very well put your heart out there thank you so much and i really appreciate your being with me today and being here on the write something worthy podcast it has been such a joy To get to know you and I look forward to uh, working with you more in the future and having you back when you are ready to talk about your next book, maybe uh, August of 2023 or any time before then. So it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. This has been great. You've been listening to the Worthy Writer Edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you'd like to know more about today's guest or even to reach out to them, you can find all of their information in our show notes at writesomethingworthy.com.